from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where Wednesday is Mug Day with $7 Cousin Cocktails. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO as we take you here up until noon. Well, coming up at the bottom of the hour, thereabouts, David Kaplan in his regular spot. I'll join us from Chicago. We will talk Chicago sports with the Capman. But right now, Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News, part of the Locked On Network. We'll talk a little fantasy with Vinny. Do LFL in general as he writes for the Sporting News. Vinny, uh, thank you as always. Trenton, Ken, and Des Moines, thanks for coming on, Vinny. How are things? Good. How's it going, guys? Doing well. You know, I just read your uh, your Twitter profile. Um you know, we locked on, knocked on Fantasy Network. Jeopardy winner. I would have stopped right there. <laughs> Instead of you, you included the Jeopardy winner and loser. Uh, I would have stopped with the Jeopardy winner, Vinny. That's a feather in your cap, man. You wanted three, three different episodes. Well, I think, you know what? Everyone is a loser. Yeah, on that show eventually. At this point. I mean, the one guy that was uh, never lost, it was Brad Rutter, and he lost to Ken Jennings in the All-Star game. So everyone has lost at least once. All those greatest champions, you know, everyone has done it. So if you're a winner, you're also going to be losing. That's just part of it. Indeed it is. Well, good stuff. Vinny, let's, let's start with fantasy because I know we're still, oh, probably, what are we, three weeks away? Is it three weeks from tonight mm. is opening night? I believe it is. Um, ready or not, here we come. So uh, fantasy will certainly be picking up. I want to start with the rookies. You know, rookies, I know you wrote a piece on it, and, of course, there's a really good rookie that played up the road here at Iowa State and Brees Hall uh, running back. I would think that he would be a coveted commodity. Uh, when you look from a fantasy perspective at Brees Hall, is he as um, potentially as impactful a rookie when it comes to fantasy as anybody? Yeah, I think he's the number one rookie that you're going to be targeting in all your drafts. I mean, he has a clear role with the Jets. They want him to be the number one running back there. Michael Carter is the change of pace now. You look at the, his skill sets, perfect for the zone blocking team the Jets run. They added Lakin Tomlinson in the offseason. So they want to run the ball, set it up here, especially with uh, the injury to Zach Wilson and maybe having Joe Flacco in there early. So he's going to get a lot of carries. I think He's a good bet for 250 touches as a rookie, which is a great number. So, And you have Carter there. So if anything happens, uh, there's something to balance that out a little bit so he doesn't have to be totally worn down as a rookie. So I love Brees Hall. He's the first rookie everyone should target. I think in general, there's a lot of buzz about rookies. I think more so than even last year when mm. we had all those quarterbacks in the first round. They disappointed. And then we saw who stood out, Jamar Chase and all the players that came up big, and now everyone wants a piece of those, the young players. All right, let's go into a couple of deep sleepers, guys that you've been targeting, guys later on in the draft that you think are going to be the difference difference makers of winning your draft this year. Who do you got on that list? Well, I just look for all the running back situations that you can exploit to your favor. You look at some things that are developing in the AFC West, you look at Zamir White, Isaiah Pacheco. These guys weren't supposed to have big roles here, but mm-hmm. what happened in Las Vegas? They get rid of Kenyon Drake. Zamir White moves up a little bit on the mm-hmm. depth chart. What do you have with the Chiefs? You have Jarek McKinnon not looking that great. Ronald Jones probably going to get cut 
Clyde Edwards Lair still a work in progress here. So Pacheco and White are two guys that you can look at. They're, I think a little bit earlier, and I think now he's emerged now as the number two uh, rookie target here is Damian Pierce of the Texans. I wouldn't say he's a later round guy. I think you have to get on him a little bit earlier right now, the rankings would say. He's a later on guy, but no, you want to jump on him. He's clearly a Texan starting running back. I could see a James Robinson like rookie season from him. He can do do it all, running and catching. So always be on the lookout. I mean, I talk about rookies and rookies and rookies, but that's where you find some values late and just guys that are a bit unheralded. So I, I think that's why people are so excited about these guys because they've all stepped into pretty favorable situations that usually lead to fantasy production late. Yeah, Sky Moore might get his opportunity. Alave with the Saints look like he's going to be a threat because Michael Thomas can't stay on the field. You know, there's another buzz receiver, Vinny. George Pickens out of Georgia. I mean, I've heard his name more often during uh, the first couple of weeks of preseason. Of course, he may have another rookie throwing him the football. Would you take a chance on Kenny Pickett? And George Pickens has to be on any list, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, George Pickens right now, I think it's been the sneaky development that he's past Chase Claypool in terms of how the Steelers perceive him. Claypool is a guy that has a lot of talent, but he can't quite put it all together. He's got the size, he's got the speed, you think he should be Mike Evans, but that hasn't materialized for Claypool. I think some of the route running and hands and the reason why he slipped maybe in the draft are starting to show up there where you look at Pickens, he's precise, he can do all the things well here. The only thing that kept him from being a first-round pick was injury in Georgia. I mean, just did not end up well for him there staying on the field. But everything else profiles like a number one receiver with this guy. And you have Deontay Johnson on the other side, so he's not going to see the top coverage. They can spread the ball around a little bit. And I actually like all the prospects of the Steelers' skill players if Kenny Pickett isn't there. I've said a long, long time here that I don't want Mitchell Trubisky in there. I want Kenny Pickett and that arm and that accuracy, I know what Mitchell Trubisky can do. It's not a lot. So I want to see Kenny Pickett and his upside in there. He's been the more impressive quarterback. I know the Steelers are a bit reluctant to put him in there still because he's a rookie, but they got to let this kid loose because I think their offense is going to be better overall with him in there. Well, let's get into away from fantasy and on the field and well, kind of the goofy story, and that is Tom Brady. So was he actually out there? What, taping the mass Singer? That was one of the theories out there. There was talk about maybe a sick family member, all kinds of things. What's the latest that you know on Brady? Yeah, this is just insane. That We're trying to find something interesting with Brady. And, it, look, it's not that interesting. He's going to go out there and he's going to play at a high level. And they're going to win a lot of games. And everyone's like, oh, the offensive line has had a few injuries. He does have Rob Gronkowski. I think we're just poking holes at something. But, look... If there's one guy that's earned the right yep. to go on a vacation during training camp, a family vacation during his last season with the team after delivering another Super Bowl to another franchise, I think it's Tom Brady. So I think it's hilarious. I think uh, the whole thing is silly. But we're always looking for conspiracy theories with Tom Brady. We had another one pop up with the Dolphins and uh, that mess with uh, Stephen Ross in the offseason. So there's always something going on with Brady and maybe – the only way that's going to stop is if Brady's retired, and maybe we'll get different type of rumors with him. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Vinny. I mean, he's got, what, three weeks to get ready for week number one. If there's anybody you wouldn't think would need training camp, uh, it would be him. I mean, he's probably not going to play anyways. They want to get uh, Kyle Trask. I assume they want to get him some snaps. 
Um, we, we shall see. What about the team overall, Vinny? I'm not sold uh, in the NFC South. They're probably still the team to beat, but I look at the Saints and I like what they're doing there. I don't think Carolina, although I think they're going to be better. Uh, NFC South, is, is, is Tampa Bay the cinch um, that some people think that they are as far as uh, no, head and shoulders, no doubt about it? Write them in pen, not pencil. They'll win the South. Yeah, I mean, there's not good feelings about Matt Rule in Carolina. We'll start with that one. I mean, he's on the list, every list, for the first coach fired in 2022. That's never good. The Falcons, I mean, I don't know what you're going to get from Marcus Mariota in this transition year there. I think their defense is actually better than people think, but their offense very limited right now with the skill positions beyond uh, Kyle Pitts and Drake London. We have the Saints. I'm not quite sure what to think about the Saints. I mean, Dennis Allen's taking over. They want to open up the offense, but is that the best idea with the quarterback coming off an ACL? you got a rookie wide receiver working in, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas, not necessarily field-stretching receivers that you're looking at on this team. So is that the identity they want, or should they go back to what they're used to with Alvin Kamara and who knows with his suspension? So there's a lot of question marks about all three of those other teams where I don't know what the question marks, other than the offensive line for the Buccaneers. I mean, they lost Gronkowski, but... They still have Cameron Brait. They added Julio Jones, Russell Gage. They've got Kyle Rudolph in there. Your defense is still extremely talented there at top to bottom. So the Buccaneers are just hard to stop, and that's why Tom Brady wanted to come back for one more year. You have one more chance to win the Super Bowl. For this team, it's legitimate. There's not a lot in the NFC other than Green Bay, San Francisco, Los Angeles, maybe Dallas. Those are the only teams that are really going to compete and stay in your way for a Super Bowl in the NFC. We've talked a ton this summer about the AFC West. Such an intriguing division. you got the, of course, Chiefs out there, the Broncos with the moves they made, bringing in Russell Wilson and company, what they've done, the Chargers with all that young talent, and then the Raiders, who finished second last year and had Cincinnati in the ropes in the playoff game. How do you see it shaking out this year, the AFC West? Well, again, it's very similar. It's just not getting the same kind of feeling that you get that one team stands out from the rest. And the Chiefs, they got a lot of issues. They're figuring out wide receiver. We don't know what running back is going to entail here with uh, the other guys I mentioned. So you think about that. You look at the Raiders. I get it. They have uh, Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels, but their offensive line is not that good. Their defense is still a question mark. You look at the Broncos. Yeah, Russell Wilson, but a lot of – Question marks about guys staying healthy, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Bradley Chubb. I don't know what I'm going to get from them, but the Chargers look at that team. I mean, you have Justin Herbert going to year three with historic first two seasons. You have a great offensive line here with uh, Rashawn Slater, my guy, and uh, Corey Lindsley up front. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, just, I mean, I don't see any weaknesses on the Chargers right now, especially you get Khalil Mack with Joey Bosa, J.C. Jackson, and Derwin James, and all the stuff they have defensively as well. I don't see where the Chargers are necessarily weak in any position. Uh, and They kind of scare me as a team that can put it all together here. So uh, right now, uh, the Chargers would be my favorite in the AFC West without a doubt. Oh, I hope you're right. I've got a bunch of 15-to-1 futures on the Chargers. I think they're going to be a major pain in the you-know-what. Let's uh, let's talk about uh, the NFC West, Vinny, and, and in particular, how the Jimmy Garoppolo situation is going to play out. I'm assuming that San Francisco is 
not hoping that somebody, a quarterback, gets hurt, but if indeed that does happen, uh, as, as it periodically does, uh, that there's a need for a quarterback in some city and that's where they can get him to. How's it going to shake out? Will they just cut him if they can't find a trade partner? Because they can't keep him, I wouldn't think, or can they? Well, I've had a theory that the big reason that they've not just cut Jimmy Garoppolo already is the fact that what team needs a quarterback really badly is Seattle. And I wonder if they're worried about that, but they might not be able to wait around for that. They need to just get that cap savings now. If he goes to Seattle, so be it. If he goes to Cleveland, and if they feel like he's the right fit there, so be it. I mean, you just can't worry about that right now. He's going to be a free, free agent. Make sure the one thing I would think about is a midseason trade. Can you get him, similarly to the way that the 49ers acquired him on Halloween in 2017, I believe, that just wait and see then at midseason. You might have more takers there. You can still save some with the cap. You get something out of him versus him just clearly walking here. So right now they're not in dire straits with the cap where they can afford to do that. So that's what they have to weigh here. Do they want Garoppolo leaving? Are they going to be even that worried? Seattle's not that great of a team, so they end up with Garoppolo. So what? I mean, you face a familiar quarterback two times a season in your own division. So they just had to make a decision fast either way. But again, they're not as desperate if they were in a worse cap situation. I think you'd have seen him released by now. Vinny Iyer joining us as we go around the NFL. You watching Hard Knocks? You went to it this year with that uh, goofball Dan Campbell? <laughs> I'm trying, but it's hard. It is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's, I mean, I don't watch the hard knocks for whatever the hokey, it's tough talk. That's just not my reason to watch it. I used to love it back in the day, but I think it's been watered down. There's just too much of this reality stuff. There's that all or nothing season-long thing on Amazon. There's in-season. Mm-hmm. It feels like if a team doesn't have a camera falling around, then it's an odd thing. So that's the thing. I think it's lost its luster. It'll never be what it was before. I think the peak of the show was, uh, I think it was Joe Philbin cutting Chad Ochocinco from the Dolphins <laughs> and seeing that uh, play out. But if it's not that, I'm not interested in the same old storylines of this undrafted rookie trying to make the team and, and rah-rah coaching stuff and whatever the – rookies are having to do for their hazing. It just gets old. It's just a different team. And quite frankly, I'm not that into the Lions that year, or this year anyway. I'm with you. They don't have a charismatic quarterback. And seemingly, a lot of years, they, they had a charismatic quarterback that they could get you know, a significant other involved or whatever. And it's just... And it's the lines. You just don't know the roster. Heck, most people watch them once a year on Thanksgiving when they um, annually get blown out by whoever there uh, is on the other side of the field. And Vinny, a couple more and I'm going to let you go because I want to pick your brain on the NFC East. I, I picked the Cowboys, but I'm having kind of buyer's remorse. But the more I look at this Eagles team, um, I'm starting to think that they may be the uh, the team that prevails in the NFC East. Where Where are you on those two? Yeah, this one's pretty close for me. I, I do like the Eagles quite a bit. I think I have one game separating them now if I tell you uh, what's going on with what I'm thinking with the final picks here for the season. But, yeah, I think it's one game separation between those two. I really like what the Eagles have done. Their offensive line is great. Get A.J. Brown. Their defense, I think their defense had been a real reliable source. It, it's still got some playmakers, but that's a bit of a question mark. But, I do like the Eagles upside. I just don't know what I'm going to get from Jalen Hurts. I do like what he can do 
I mean, I think on paper it sets up Dylan Hurts to have a big year, but I think the Eagles are also on standby. If it's not working out for Hurts, they could pivot really quickly, and you might see Gardner Minshew there. So I don't. that's the only thing that takes me away from the Eagles. Otherwise, you look at the teams and the rosters, they're pretty close. I do think the Cowboys are a little bit more talented when you look at it overall. So that's where I'm leaning right now, but I think it's going to be pretty close, and I definitely see both teams having a chance to return to the playoffs. Well, Vinny, you're... Alma Mater gets ready to play on Saturday over in Dublin as they'll take on Nebraska. Yes, you are a Northwestern alum, so optimism. It is an even year. We did this with the San Francisco Giants in baseball for years and years and years, and 2020, 2018, Northwestern was good. Is this going to be another good year for for uh, Fitzgerald and company? Yeah, I don't want to say that Northwestern and Nebraska are playing on week zero. It seems like that's not the best week to play anything. Um, but, yeah, week zero, I, I, uh, that could be what you might see from uh, both of these teams. I mean, I think there's more pressure on Nebraska to come yeah. out of their pretty heavy favorites in this game. I think for Northwestern, comes down to what does the transfer quarterback do this year? And that seems to be the answer uh, for every team in college football that uh, doesn't have that uh, top recruited quarterback that actually stays on the team. So I think that's the answer for every team. What does the transfer quarterback do? It's Ryan Helinski. We've seen him limited work there in South Carolina. So I don't know what you're going to get. And it really, that's how it goes. But they do have a first-team All-American in their left tackle. So I'm excited about that. Karonski is a very good player. If you haven't seen him, he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft next year, much like Rashawn Slater, as we mentioned earlier. So, there's that. We do have first-team All-Americans. So let's build on that and uh, get some offense going. Vinny Iyer from the Sporting News. Vinny, great stuff. Appreciate it. As always, you're coming on. Of course, uh, the Locked On Network as you guys get uh, closer to fantasy. How many uh, how many podcasts are you doing a week, Vinny? Yeah, we're back up to five a week. So, yeah, getting you uh, ready for your drafts. The big draft weekend coming up in fantasy football. It is the holiday of fantasy football draft day on Sunday. So, most teams will be drafted this weekend. Check it out for all the advice you need, uh, getting you ready with uh, all the rankings, mock draft prep you need. Rashad Bateman from the Ravens, a sleeper? Oh, I do like him quite a bit. I do, too. I think he's in that range with Darnell Moody and the Bears. I kind of like both those guys to uh, outshine uh, where they've been drafted in a lot of leagues. Good stuff, Vinny. We'll talk to you uh, in the weeks ahead. Appreciate it. All right, thanks, guys. Thank you. Vinny Iyer. From the Sporting News, we catch up with our friend, three-time Jeopardy champion and loser. <laughs> I wouldn't include that. I wouldn't either. Right? I, I would I would wear it as a badge Hell of honor. Yeah. There is no way that I'm ever getting on that show. I've told you I've taken the test before. Whew. A little t- a little salty. I figured I would get, there's like 50, I think, questions, something like that. I figured I'd get 15, maybe that's 20 That's what right. you have to get through to get to? Well, that's what I thought. I maybe got four or five right. Really? I watch that show every day. I feel like I have no, a pretty good handle. It. Yeah. It, and that test, it was tough. My, my other favorite thing is if you do make the cut and you pass the test, you get invited to kind of like a local place. I think what the year that I uh, applied, it was in Kansas City. So you go down to Kansas City and do like a mock kind of tournament there. So what year was this? Oh, three, four years ago. Okay. And in order to do that, they also filter out people that aren't real good on camera well think of the amount of weirdos that you have on camera already really? in jeopardy and i just want to see these people that are filtered that out cut <laughs> how bad are these geeks 
Eleven twenty-five. We'll head to Chicago. David Kaplan joins us next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six point KXNO. College football is back. It's time to enjoy the tradition, the fun, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year. New customers just bet five dollars on any team to win. If you do, you get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly. Win or lose. You can also place the same game parlay for a shot at an even bigger payout. Combine multiple bets into one. Which team will win? Which team will score first? Most yardage receiving and a whole lot more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Very important that you use the promo code KXNO. Just bet $5 on any college football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Again, the code is KXNO, and it's only a DraftKings Sportsbook, where you must be 21 or older. Iowa only, one per new customer. The minimum is a $5 deposit and wager. The $200 will be issued as eight $25 free bets. Restrictions apply. See terms and conditions at DraftKings.com slash sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800- For details. Local farmers markets are back in 2022 in your community. The Waukee Farmers Market features fresh produce and live music. Head over to the downtown triangle from 4 to 7 Wednesdays through September 28th. They have something for the whole family to enjoy. For more information on this Greater Des Moines event and others, visit CatchDesMoines.com. This Farmer's Market PSA is brought to you by NCMIC and iHeartMedia. Dental.net. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rake. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com. Are you looking for a new dentist? Further than Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, they offer a relaxed, family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. Dr. Stephen Fuller would like to welcome Dr. Kelsey Edwards to the practice, the third generation of their family-owned and operated small business. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines, and a new location coming this summer in Altoona. Call and schedule an appointment at 515-266-3437. Online, Fuller... Wherever you like to listen. Wolf Construction and Wolf Roofing are currently hiring. What makes Wolf Construction a better place to work is that when we think about developing the whole person is important, whether that person is a new carpenter laborer on a job site or that person's a project accountant that works in the office. It doesn't matter who. It becomes more than just a job or a company you show up to. It becomes part of the Wolf family. Competitive pay, excellent benefits, and a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Apply today. At WolfConstructorDental.net. Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Let's head 
to Chicago. David Kaplan, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors Cappy. You can hear mornings on ESPN 1000s. You can see him at 6 o'clock on NBC Sports Chicago, unfiltered at 6. Cap, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? I am doing very well. It's a gorgeous day out, and it's just nice to have the afternoon free. To, I'm going to go hiking today, so ah. it's good. All right. You know what I want to start with the cap was uh, was was Pat Foley, who obviously was a phenomenal broadcaster uh, with the Blackhawks for so many years. Uh, I don't know if it was you know what the what the promotion was behind it, why it came about, how it came about, but boy, boy's good. Um, he, he takes Boog Shami's place on the Marquee Network. Of course, he went over and did radio uh, for for uh, 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 goes over and does radio for a couple innings. But man, it was a good listen. Listen to him tell stories last. Last night is along, along with JD uh, calling uh, the couple of innings that they did TV. Did you happen to hear it, Cap? Oh, I did. Absolutely. I wanted to make sure. I had three TVs going last night. And the sad thing about the state of Chicago baseball, the most entertaining thing of the night was Pat Foley and yeah. the baseball games. The most entertaining game of the night was the Chicago Sky. I'm <laughs> telling you, I'm locked in on this team and holy Smokes are they well coached. It's a really good team. Now that's really fun. And you know, you never know what's kinda of gonna pop for you. I think of things that happen here in our state, and all of a sudden people jumping on board with the Iowa, Iowa State women's team or a wrestling team, and you just never know when something like that with the WNBA playoffs. That, that's really, really cool. Well, and I guess also it gives you an excuse not to have to watch the White Sox or the Cubs, right? <laughs> oh my god. I mean, first of all, like I have to for work. Yeah. I have to for my recaps, but like the Cubs won yesterday 2 nothing. Anytime they beat the Cardinals is a good day. And then they got pounded last night. So the most entertaining thing in the second game, it's either is I'm rooting for Pujols, and you know what I think of the Cardinals. I despise them. Yeah. Uh, but I want to see Pujols get 700. And then Fran Mill Reyes throwing 89-mile-an-hour sinkers, <laughs> hitting 90-whatever, 90 91 on the gun. That was fun to watch as he pitched the ninth inning. No runs, no hits, one strikeout. So that made it fun. And so I said on the air today, we have the second best two-way player behind Shohei Otani. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's the plans with Ray's cap? I mean, obviously he's uh, it didn't work out with him in Cleveland. I thought it would. Boy, when he hits them, they go a long way. Um, apparently he's a good clubhouse guy from uh, from what I heard on the broadcast the other day. What's their plans with him? I mean, I think as long as he continues to perform reasonably well, he's in their plans for next year. They claimed him on waivers. It was not as though he was DFA'd and they got him for the league minimum. They had to take the rest of the salary, so they definitely wanted to bring him in. Don't forget their new GM, Carter Hawkins, from the Indians, or the Guardians, it was the Indians, uh, organization, and so... They saw something there, and Carter obviously knew him as a guy. They like him, and if he continues to perform at the level he's performing, he'll absolutely be in the mix for a job next year. So Carlos Correa has continued to be something that's been speculated about, maybe would make sense for the Cubs. He, he comes out this week and says that, well, he likes to. He would love to re-sign in Minnesota and really build something there. I, I think he's talking out of both sides of his mouth. He's still got two years on his contract. Uh, Carlos Correa, or that type of guy, the likelihood that the Cubs are going to get involved. How spendy do you anticipate they're going to be this offseason? I think they'll be reasonably spendy. I don't think they're going to do what the Texas Rangers did and spend half a billion dollars <laughs> yeah. on two guys. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I would like to see them get. I'm not as locked in on signing Correa because I think he's going to want a 10-year deal. And I, I'd be very leery of giving guys 10-year deals. You just are getting out from underneath an 8-year deal with as good a guy as there is in the game as a guy in Jason Hayward. Mm-hmm. But they would never make that signing again based on his numbers. So I would not do a 10-year deal with anybody unless I knew them intimately well and they were a homegrown player. You know, you told me Juan Soto was someone we signed, drafted, whatever, and developed, and he's 23 and I can get him for 10 years. Okay, I might roll the dice. But taking a guy who's going to be approaching 30 and giving him a 10-year deal, no shot. Uh, Cap, one more, and then I want to get to the maybe the most disappointing team in baseball, or certainly one of them, that is the White Sox. Monday night was incredibly entertaining, that pitching, uh, that duel between Smiley and Montgomery. A couple of lefties going at each other, and as you mentioned, Pujols got him uh, late in the game, almost got him early in the game in his first at-bat, but it didn't leave the ballpark. What's Smiley's, um, who's pitching really well as, as, as of late, what's his contract status, Cap? Is he a member of this team next year? I don't think he is. I believe there's an option year on his contract. You can pull it up on Spot Track uh, and see, but I believe there's an option. The club has an option on him. I I just don't know where you're slotting him unless you're not going to go out and acquire a top of the rotation number two type guy. Because Justin Steele has proven more than beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's in the rotation. Mm-hmm. I believe King and Thompson's in the rotation. Marcus Stroman is in the rotation. They're hopeful that one of the kids coming along from Ben Brown to Hayden Wisniewski to um, Caleb Killian, somebody is going to claim the back end of the rotation. So where are you putting Smiley then, unless he's as a depth guy? What's Kyle Hendricks' status? He says he'll be ready to go by spring training. And then if you go out and sign whoever the best arm is on, uh, on the market. There's going to be some, you know, ones you can acquire like the Padres did getting you Darvish. They took all the money. Well, the Cubs have nothing but money. So maybe they go out and make a move and get this year's version of you Darvish when someone else wants to cut payroll. So we'll see where it all goes. But that's where the conundrum comes in with Drew Smiley, and I don't see any scenario where Wade Miley's here. So the White Sox will be without La Russa next season, right? I mean, is there any way short of a run to the World Series that they can bring him back? Yes. Really? Wow. Yes. He's Jer- one of Jerry's I know. best yeah. friends. I know. Yeah. Jerry made the hire. I will mm-hmm. be very surprised. Now, if Tony comes to him and goes, this didn't work, you know mm-hmm. what? You need to get a new voice in here. Okay. Then that happened. Getting rid of him? No shot. I don't see any scenario where that happens. Uh, interesting. Captain. And I don't know if you guys, you should get the audio and play it. Dan O'Dowd on MLB Network said, this is not about the manager. He goes, you'd know better than me. I don't watch every game. This is about the front office and poor roster construction. That's what Dan O'Dowd said. And when you think about it, you have a first baseman DH playing right field. You have a DH playing left field. You have a DH aging first baseman playing first base. You have a DH who's your lead catcher in Yasmani Grandal. Mm-hmm. So is it all on Tony? And I'm not absolving Tony from blame because if I owned the team, I would make a change. 
but let's not absolve Ken Williams at the top of the food chain. Yes, Rick Hahn's the GM. Kenny Williams will make it clear to anyone who wants to know, I'm still around here and I still have a lot of say on what we do. So the two of them together, I think, did a bad job in roster construction. Like both guys, Kenny has a World Series ring. Mm -hmm. They'll never take that away from him. I think Rick's a brilliant dude. They did a poor job constructing this roster. Yeah, and it makes some sense, Cap, when you put it when you uh, lay it out that way. Look, they're they're one game of five hundred yet that still feels like this division is up for grabs, right? Cleveland's not running away with it. The Twins are, good God, I don't know what to make of this this franchise. They uh, they had their opportunity. They're in the in the throes of an incredibly difficult schedule run. White Sox are still alive, right? Yeah, I, I guess they have never shown us that they are ready to make a run. They, after 123 games, they are one game over 500. I kept thinking, oh, after those two games against Houston, man, here they go. Mm-hmm. And then they lose a tough game. Then they lose 21 to five. Then they lose to the Guardians in Cleveland over the weekend. And then they win on Saturday when Johnny Cueto does just an amazing job. They get rained out on Sunday, and then they lose to Kansas City and Baltimore. So what have they done that you go, it's coming? You're I right. know it's coming. Yeah, you're right. Could it, could it happen? Sure, there's a lot of, as, it, as Dan O'Dowd said, it's not about how much talent you have on your roster. He said, I keep hearing people say, that roster's so talented. It's not the talent on the roster. It's not building an all-star team. It's building the right team. Remember the movie Miracle? Yeah. Herb Brooks, first day of tryouts. Craig Patrick goes, look at that, Craig. He goes, what's this? He goes, 26 names. The tough thing will be getting it down to 20. He goes, Herb, we got two weeks of this. You're missing some of the best names. His response, I play it all the time. I'm not looking for the best names, Craig. I'm looking for the right names. The, the White Sox don't have the right name. Mm, that turned out pretty well. <laughs> yes, it did. That guy knew what he was doing. <laughs> it huh? sure did. Just a little bit. Well, we don't know if the Bears know what they're doing, but they are alone in first place in this preseason. 2-0 and start to the uh, preseason. One more game still to go. A couple of takeaways you've seen to this point after the win against Seattle. Where are you right now with this Bears squad as we get ready for the finale of the preseason? Right where I was at the beginning not a good team, and that's not the fault of Matt Eberflus or Ryan Poles. The fault of the previous regime coupled with a willingness to tear this thing down, not spend any reasonable money to go and try and fix the roster now. They're just not doing it, and I understand it. I said to you guys for a long time, there was more talent on the roster than Matt Nagy got out of it. Well, then they picked a lane when they made the staff changes that they made, they picked the lane. We're getting rid of uh, Allen Robinson, never negotiated with him, never called him. We're trading Khalil Mack. Danny Trevathan's walking out the door. Akeem Hicks, never called him, walking out the door. And they did not add a lot of talent to this roster. They know what it is. It's now clear. It's a full-scale rebuild. FPI, the football power index of ESPN, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. It just came out for this year. Chicago Bears are ranked 32nd, mm. the worst team in the NFL. Dead last. Now, do I think they're the worst? 
I don't know. I watch Seattle. They stink. <laughs> the Jets aren't great, especially with their quarterback shelved right now with a knee injury. The Giants aren't great. There's some bad football. The Jags, there's some bad teams. But the Bears are in that team photo now. People that think this is an 8-9-10 win team, I hope they're right because it's a lot more fun to watch winning football. I just don't see it. Cap, but you know what you can see? Um, you, you can see the proverbial light at that in that tunnel, right? Because they've got more cap space next year than any of the other 31 teams in the league. They're going to have a right. high... The high draft pick. They don't need a quarterback. They're going to get a bushel of picks for a team, a quarterback needy team to come up and get it. And all those first round picks that they've given up over the last decade or so, they're going to they're going to be in a good spot. Cap. The window is about to open. Not this year, but you can see it happening soon, can't you? Co- completely agree. The the worst case scenario is if Justin stays healthy and plays terribly. Right. Yeah. If, if if at the end of the year you won whatever, two games, six games, whatever the number is, you're not a playoff team, and you look and you go, oh, we can't win with that kid. He's terrible. Now you can't trade your pick. You've got to go address quarterback. And heaven forbid he doesn't play well and you sneak out six wins and you're not in line to pick one of the top quarterbacks. Now are you giving more draft capital to trade up again? Like, if you're going to be bad, and if he's not going to be the answer, then I hope you go 1-16. and 16. And you are, we can get C.J. Stroud, we can get Bryce Young, or whoever emerges this year. But the best quarterback in this draft, we're getting him, and we do not have to trade any capital. Best case scenario is Justin Fields, no matter a bad record or not, we can win with that kid. Mm-hmm. That guy's our leader. We absolutely were in on him. He's our guy. Now I'm picking one or two and a quarterback needy team, whoever that is, the Lions or whoever, says, okay, I'll give you three number one picks. I want that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay, here you go. Take him. And now I'm picking how many good players? What's mm-hmm. a bad record? I got a high pick in the second and a high pick in the third and 105 or $110 million at this point in cap space. This thing gets fixed really quickly. I couldn't agree with you more. Cap, great stuff. Thank you, David Kaplan. We'll talk to you in a week. Thank you, Cappy. Have a great day. See you, buddy. David Kaplan, uh, Centurion Stone of Iowa, sponsors our friend David Kaplan, centurionstoneofiowa.com. If you're in the market for manufacturer natural stone, they've all got over 200 uh, different varieties and colors. Centurion Stone of Iowa, check them out online or check out the showroom. You'll be glad that you did. We'll come back uh, and uh, finish things up with Trent's Play of the Day. Circus Sports sponsors Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circus Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circus Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circus Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircusSports.com. Is now the best time ever to own a single-family rental home in Des Moines. Trent Condon here from my good friends at Renner's Warehouse. And I'm here to tell you, housing prices are falling, but rents are rising. And with low inventories, they're stronger than ever. What does this mean for you? It's not always a seller's market, but it is always a renter's market. Especially when you hire Renner's Warehouse 
to manage the process for you. With selling, you never know what you're going to get. With Reading, you can be confident in your ability to earn monthly cash flow, appreciation, and tax benefits for the long term. And with Renner's Warehouse, you can sit back and collect the money. Tenants, they find the best. Rent, they collect it for you. Maintenance requests, they handle them 24-7. All for just one low monthly flat fee. They'll even warranty your tenants for free. Don't sell. Cash in and rent your home with Renner's Warehouse instead. Find out how much rent your home can get by visiting renterswarehouse.com or call 515-528-4429. Meadows. Back to Miller and Condon on KXNO and Trent's Pick of the Day. Presented by Circus Sports Iowa. Hi, Miller Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Nation 106.3 KXNO. Trent's played the day. Circus Sports sponsors. Which direction are you headed today, TC? We got a lot of baseball in here, and I also locked in my first college football bet of the year. You did? Laying the 10 with the Illini. Are you? Over Wyoming. Over Wyoming. Lost a ton, did the Cowpokes okay. from a year ago. Yeah. No, the offensive line remains a question for Illinois, but I believe in Bielema, and I'm going to lay it mm-hmm. with Illinois. And they've got week zero experience. Yes, they do. Had a big victory a year ago yeah. against the Cornhuskers. So I locked that one in, but we got five baseball plays overall today. And you had to have had a winning record yesterday, did you not? We went 2-2, two and two, but we won money okay. because of some of the plus money that we had with some underdogs. Well, speaking of underdogs, we have three dogs today. Let's start... Middle of the afternoon, Texas at Colorado. It's Martin Perez, who was really good. He was an all-star. <laughs> Hasn't been as a good late. He's turned back into Martin Perez against Urias. Not very good himself for Colorado. I'll take the home team. Give me the Rockies, plus 114. Back to the Guardians again. This team, they just find ways. Plus 137 against the Padres. Yes, please. Give me Cleveland with pick number two. And then finally, Baltimore. I don't know why I went. You know me. Dylan Cease, when I bet on him. Mm-hmm. And when I bet it against him, I never get it right. I was wrong yesterday. We're going to go back to the Orioles today, plus 108 against the White Sox. Arizona, minus 120 with Zach Gallon on the bump against Kansas City. And then how about this two-team parlay? I don't do a ton of these in baseball, but I'm going to do it. Pick one, Astros, just have to beat the Twins. Pick two, McCullohan and the Rays just have to beat the Angels. Those two together, minus 103. It's pretty salty, isn't it? It sure seems like it. Like you found one there. Yeah. Every time there's that sure thing, though, right? <laughs> really. Uh, well, we, we shall see. Good stuff. So what game will you be watching tonight? Mm. Cards, Cubs? No, it'll be Twins. I'm, twins, st- I'm yeah, still in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Valdez for the Astros. Yeah. Who pitches for the Twins? Dylan Bundy. Okay. Mm. He'll go three and a third. And did you see <laughs> after I went on that long soliloquy about just how banged up that Byron Bucks did. Yeah, he, he couldn't answer the bell. And then, yeah, yeah, a day later, right, we saw what happened. Yep, not good. You know what? Give him credit for for fighting through it, right? Mm-hmm. As, as, as he was uh, fed up with missing so many games. Yeah. He tried his damnedest. That, div- that division, Trent, it's just like nobody wants to win. Well, and so cl- let's say Cleveland gets in. So They, they will, don't get in for long. Right. They, they take on the last wild card team, which right now would be Toronto. Who would you pick? Toronto's got to go there. Or Baltimore. I picked Toronto because of their offense. Yeah, absolutely. Gossman, Barrios, Stripling. Who's been better than I thought? He's a. I don't know what he's done differently, but he's he's coming around a little bit. Yeah, Toronto. I would pick Toronto. And that's kind of where and I am. Not just because I'm a Blue Jays fan. I would pick them whether I was or not. 
Now, if the Twins or White Sox get in, I think they're both cross-offs. Cleveland, though, there is there is a little something with that team. Yeah, Bieber. Yeah. That's, a little, that's more than a little something. <laughs> yes, it is. All right, we're going to be back tomorrow uh, from uh, 10 until noon, but there's plenty of local programming still to come in here. In fact, an hour and five minutes from right now, Murph and Andy will be here. I'm guessing that uh, Andy will do a lot in Len Dawson today. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a pretty close relationship in Andy's uh, time in the, in Kansas City, apparently, so I'm guessing that'll be a big talker uh, on today's show. And then the Fanatics at 3, uh, Hawk Central tonight at 6. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.